Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Who would possibly get fired up with a text on a day like today when we uh, uh, discuss the passing of Ben Stelter? But we have an explanation, Derek, so why don't you... Uh, and this is something I actually cannot do. So why don't you explain to listeners why we got an expletive-filled text by accident? Yeah, so apparently what he was doing was voice texting. So he was essentially talking out his text message, and then what happened is an ambulance passed him at the same time, and a bunch of stuff was going crazy, and he was getting frustrated with the traffic and said some words that shouldn't have been in there. So that's what happened. (laughs) But he called back to apologize. Well, that's a a nice gentleman. So I may be another guy who occasionally uses... uh, a word you're not supposed to, order to, you're not supposed to use. Don't we, we all? When, when we drive. I think that we all have that right now. All right. We are going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Uh, we welcome back to the show our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. I think I'm going to see Trent Wilhock, who joined us on our New West travel trips to both Seattle and uh, Nashville last year. Uh, I'm going to see uh, Trent tomorrow at the uh, at the 630 Chad Golf Tournament, but we bring back to the show longtime Washington Capitals player and analyst, uh, Edmonton area product, Alan May. Hi, Al. How you doing? Doing great, Bob. Good to be with you again. Good. All right. Tell me the truth. When you're driving, do you occasionally use a word or two that you wouldn't normally use in other situations? Never when I'm in Texas, but when I'm in D.C., it's all day, every day. It, it just is unbelievable how bad the drivers are there. All right. So, But not in Texas. That is no, in Texas we we got big, we got big wide roads, lots of lanes. You can drive fast. Everyone okay. minds their own business. Yeah, we got we got more roads than we got cars, so it's a good thing. All right, uh, and there's also a lot of guns in Texas, but as I recall, Al, you didn't need one. So, uh, anyhow, look, uh, this is a this story with Ben Stelter is all over the uh, the hockey world. Of course, he passed away. His father, uh, Mike, mentioning uh, via Twitter yesterday on social media that his son had passed away at the age of six. He'd become an Oilers super fan. He was involved in uh, several events around the team throughout the course of the playoffs. The the Oilers went on a 10-game winning streak uh, with him in the house. Uh, You know, I I know you follow what's going around in the league. You keep an eye on the Edmonton Oilers, but you're also a former player. And uh, I'd just like to get your thoughts on, 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 you know, during your playing days, what you remember about dealing with, you know, sick kids or kids that have got challenges and, and how rewarding it was for you personally. 
it's absolutely amazing uh, what it does for the players. And I, I just go back to when I was the younger player in the National Hockey League and, you know, I was single. I was single my whole NHL career. And we'd go to the Children's Hospital in D.C., and I go in every room, and the guys would have me do all the talking. And I would used to be upset because they did, they weren't pulling their weight. It wasn't until I was older that I realized the reason the guys couldn't talk is because they had kids, and that was their number one fear to ha- to have a kid with a like a severe illness and you know possibly terminal. And the guys couldn't talk. And I, I go back now, and I have trouble doing it. I yeah. look at the parents. You know, a lot of times the kids. They never know any other life than the life they're in. And the parents, you know, they, they live and feel it every day. So it's incredible what it does. We had we had a kid in D.C. when I was first there, and then we had one the last few years that just passed, Alex Louie, who was really tight with Alexander Ovechkin. If you remember the night that Alex scored yeah. a hat trick for him, yeah. uh, we, couldn't get through, we couldn't get through our show. So this is... These these poor kids, they're they're so inspirational, and you, they get nothing but love from the players. And it doesn't matter if the players are single. It doesn't matter if they if they got kids or not. These little boys and little girls affect you so much. And there, there's other people too that are around the team that have illnesses that you go the extra mile for. And you know it was so heartwarming all season long to watch what was going on. Yeah. And I, I don't think there was anyone in the hockey world that wasn't touched by this special relationship and to see that cute little boy all the time and what it meant to him and to see the joy on his family's face and the players you know they've been over backwards what you expect them to do because you know they all live we all live a pampered life when you're in a national hockey league you, you know for the most part you know we don't deal with a lot you just have to worry about playing the game there are people that have things going on with mom and dad brothers and sisters sure you know spouses their, their children but by and large everyone escapes and we see, you know, we just see something like this, and the guys do their best and their utmost. And I was really proud of all of the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, uh, Al, it's interesting. I mean, I, I know, and I, I briefly addressed it. You know, we've had some tough stretches with the Oilers' team performance. And I'd get, you know, people text them, oh, it's going to suck, man. You're coming back from a five-game road trip. You guys got one point. You've won one in the last 21. I'm like, well, that comes with the territory, man. That's the I'm talking about sports. But when we go and do those shows for the Stollery Children's Hospital, I'm telling you, I need a stiff belt or two to get through. Those, those are those, just because you've got such empathy. And the, and the families, uh, you know, and sometimes you're interviewing a, um, a mother or a father that's lost a child and talked about how positive their experience has been at the Children's Hospital. And it, you just have great appreciation for their grace. So uh, I'm with you 100%. And it is, it is often... Far, you know, it's 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 often really rewarding for the players, and I think it provides. George LaRock has spoken about this as well, Al. It, you know, sometimes you feel you're down in the dumps. Maybe you're not playing a lot. Uh, you, you know, maybe you're being healthy scratched once in a while. And when you get an experience and an interaction like that, it provides you with a little bit better perspective in life. What do you think? Absolutely. Well, I always go back. I would take my worst days in the NHL, I would take them any day over the rest of life. And the reason I say that is, you know, it's just so incredibly special to be a player. And when you're in it, you don't realize it. But after a while, you go, you know what? It, it couldn't get any better. Uh, you, could be in a, you could be in a bad team. I, I think 99% of guys would go back and say, hey, I, if I could play in the NHL, if I could play pro hockey, and even if I went 0-82, it's still an incredible life. The things that you get to do, the things that afford you the rest of your life, the experiences are, are really just so absolutely incredible. And then you get in the real world, 
and it's a lot tougher. It's a lot different. And it just seems like when you're in your, your 20s, you're invincible, your early 30s while you're still playing, and then all of a sudden life gets really important because you've got to worry about all the other things. But, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's so sad that he passed, and I was shocked when I saw it yesterday. And, you know, I, I really look at Connor McDavid and everyone on the team that, that did so many things, Zach Hyman, and I, I don't forget any of that. that. That was a really big deal. All right. Uh, hey, we've, uh, we're just going to switch a little bit of focus here to the news of the day. Uh, George McPhee uh, helped build the Washington Capitals. He didn't necessarily get a chance to see it through, but he played a huge part in the Capitals Stanley Cup championship. A lot of those picks were his. Uh, he's in Vegas, and Kelly McCrimmon was promoted. The Oilers, of course, uh, were, let's make no mistake about it, uh, when Pete Chiarelli was relieved of his duties, I had Kelly McCrimmon listed as the number one candidate to be the next GM of the Edmonton Oilers, and that's because I didn't think Ken Holland was going to be available. Uh, it's funny how things work out. Uh, Vegas has been all in all the time. They are in on every player. and they. But this is with the news today that Robin Lehner uh, could miss the entire season with hip surgery. Uh, and this coming in August, they gave a raid patch ready for absolutely nothing. Actually, they had to include another player with them. What do you think about what's gone on in Vegas over the last uh, year or so? Well, I think they were extremely lucky what happened the first year and a lot of teams did not play the expansion draft properly Uh, minnesota was one of them florida was one of them just to name a few and they gave them really good players and uh, it was just incredible the amount of offense that they supplied the golden knights with because usually that's what an expansion team doesn't have is offense you just got hard-working guys that are you know trying to be all in they're they're digging the new experience especially now when you look how nice all the arenas and the amenities are uh, just everything that goes with being a pro player now but they've been a disaster and i think their lack of loyalty speaks volumes around the league and players you know if they are if they're going to offer you 10 million you're taking it but at the same time they seem like they're after the shiny new thing all the time and with what's going on right now one of my buddies texted me the leonard news and i said oh it just means more salary cap space for them to maneuver around because all of a sudden last year weren't they one of the teams all of a sudden mark stone goes back and it seems like half the roster all of a sudden was long on long-term ir yeah. Uh, and, if the, and I think the leagues let them get away with a lot when it comes to manipulating the salary cap and doing the different things they've done. And you know what? When you've been a long time, a lifetime hockey guy, and you've dealt with salary caps, you can see through what they're doing. And I honestly believe that, you know, all of this. And, and I'm one of the guys, I'm in the camp, and I'll tell you what, a lot of guys I talk to don't want the Golden Knights to win because of the amount of things that they've done. And certainly the first year, you know, they had that disaster before the season started. And I thought the team did an incredible job, of, yes. you know, becoming a part of Vegas with that. And there was an Edmonton kid that was a big part of that. And he no longer plays. And you, you look at, you look at just all of the roster moves and how many kids were on that team. I think if they would have stuck the course, they could have added pieces piece by piece, but rather than shipping out, guys that were fan favorites, locker room favorites, more importantly, locker room favorites, and, and productive on the ice. But instead, they're going all in on everyone else, and they're going to have a disaster year after year with the salary cap with the way they've done things. Yeah, there's there's no question. Uh, Derek England, is that who you're referring to? That was a, who came up through Las Vegas in the ECHL and willed himself yeah. to the National Hockey League. Al May joining us, longtime Washington Capitals uh, broadcaster, former uh, player, uh, got in over 400 games in the league. I just just look at the whole situation with Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Lehner and that's 
just it, it starts and ends at that point. Like Vegas, you know, uh, the, the Washington Capitals, according to Cap Friendly, are at 88.82 million on the cap. The Oilers are at 88.5, and Vegas is at 88.294, and they still got to get Nicholas Hag signed, uh, who could technically be, uh, you know, a guy that gets targeted for an RFA offer sheet. So, uh, but now they need a goalie. And it's and it's when you take a look at like look at what happened with Patcheretti. They go and get Patcheretti from the Canadians. They give up first of all, they gave up a first and second and a third to Ken Holland in Detroit to get Thomas Tatar. Then they include Tatar with Suzuki in a pick to get Patcheretti, and then they get Patcheretti away for free. Like I can tell you, if there was a show called Vegas now instead of Oilers now, like if if, if Edmonton had made. <laughs> All you need to do is look at what happened with Griffin Reinhardt, Al. You talk about teams, the Oilers gave away the least to Vegas in the expansion draft because they claimed Griffin Reinhardt. Now, Edmonton gave up a 16 and a 33 to give up a player for nothing. That's a bad trade. We all know that, and it's been dissected forever. But some of the Vegas' moves could have even further long-term implications. Well, I'm surprised that they've had, with all the chaos that they've had there, uh, that no one's been tossed on the street yet in the management department because it's just been too much. I and mean, you look at there's been one move, bad move after another, and over contract signings. You look back, there was a, there was a lot of controversy with the Petrangelo signing as well, where it looked like there was tampering involved, and then all of a sudden they wait and they wait and they wait and they wait to make it look good. But there there's been a lot of things that have gone on there that are kind of dirty dealings, and it, and it reminds me of back. And when I was in junior hockey, there was a few Western Hockey League teams that broke every single rule with impunity, and they got away with it year after year. And you just look at that. It's not good for your partners in the league. But at the same time, if you go back to the goalie thing, no one's going to help Las Vegas. And I know they had a kid come in late in the season who played pretty well, and a lot of people thought he should have been the starter in that going into the playoffs. Logan but Thompson. It, you know, Logan Thompson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at. You know, all, all the little things that have gone on, you know, there's just there's just so many different things when you look at Vegas. There's just so much smoke all of the time. You wonder what the hell is going on. And you it just it's mind-boggling that, you know what, their owner who seems to have a huge ego and wants to be, you know, the center of attention at all times, I'm surprised he hasn't gone in and kicked some ass out of the uh, – out of the management suite because it's there's been a lot of major mistakes there and they're going to be scratching a claw maybe logan thompson comes in he's the best goaltender in the nhl this season but i look at the way the, the handling of their first coach gerard gallant you know, you know all, all of the different things and I, I just think that you know what the shiny new thing after a while players are going to avoid that place if they get two offers uh, no matter what Vegas says, I think they're going to start taking the other offers, and maybe they already have because you, you look at last year's trade, uh, the Russian kid, uh, Dadnoff. You look at that. There's a, there's another thing that you know happened in Las Vegas. He's got a no trade clause to Anaheim, and then he they can't trade him, so he comes back. He goes in. And he was a primetime player for them the rest of the season. So there's just been way too many unprofessional things, in my opinion, that have happened with the Vegas Golden Knights. And since they since they went to the finals, it, it seems like a lot of disasters. All right. The team you cover uh, has got a couple legitimate, you know, basically first-line players. Nicholas Backstrom, either a first- or second-line center. Tom Wilson, a first-line winger on that team. Uh, what's... 
like, is it possible Baxter misses a large part, if not the entire season this year? Well, I honestly think the hope was that he would just call it the season and take care of this hip because no one's really come back from it. And, you know, he had a, I think he had a surgery in Belgium. I may be wrong, but it was overseas. Uh, he's got a trainer that he's working with. And, you know, he's committed. And I don't think anyone should quit. And I don't think any player and, and you know, fans will say, oh, I wish that guy would just pack it in. Well, this is the only thing you've ever known and loved and wanted to do in your entire life. So I say, you know, until they pull it away from you or you can't do it anymore, you keep going at it. So it, to me, I would not be surprised. I, I would lean heavily on he is not able to play all season long because okay. last year, you know, two years ago, he, he was their best player till the end of the season uh, in, in the shortened season. And then his hip just gave out. And, you know, I'd seen him walking around with a little device for the last three, four years, and I never knew what it was. And I saw him last year near the end of the season. I saw him walk. And as a dad and as a former player, I looked at him and I go, oh, my God, that is not good. And his walk was so bad. And I was with one of the players this past week in D.C. for a day, and we were talking about seeing him walk. And so he, he's, got a, he's got a long road to come back, so I can't see him. Uh, it, it's going to be a tough road, and it'll be a miracle if he's ever to play ever to play a, a full season again in the National Hockey League. I love the guy, incredible personality, incredible teammate, uh, and guys just absolutely love him there. And then, you know, I look at Tom Wilson. He's going to be January more than likely, and he, he, he is uh, a monster, and he is so important to that team. Uh, but that's a lot of money right now. It's legitimate money that's not going to be in the lineup. And then you have Carl Hagelin, who had an eye injury, who I know they're, they're waiting on another big checkup here late in August to see what his status is. So there's three important players that team, their best penalty killer in Hagelin, uh, their best all-around player in Backstrom, and their Mr. Physical and Power Forward in Tom Wilson. So those are three tough blows, but I thought they did a good job in free agency to help bolster the lineup in their absence. Yeah, they, they bring in uh, Connor Brown in a trade for a second, and then they sign Strom. I have time for both those guys. Um, actually, I love Connor Brown. And I'm going to be really intrigued to see what happens. They got a lot of expiring contracts this year, don't they, in Washington? Oh, they do. It's it's insane right now. I look at Carter Brown. He's a guy. I was hoping there was two teams, and I had talked to the team. I said I wanted them to get Connor Brown, such a utility player that has an upside offensively. Uh, he's always played well against the Washington Capitals. He's a guy that if you get him in a playoff game, he's very important. And I look at him, and I and I thought you guys in Edmonton were going to get him. I thought it wouldn't have bothered me at all, and I was yeah. hoping he's going to get back on the right side with McDavid. Uh, and, and then Dylan Strom, he finally came into his own last year, probably not handled properly in Arizona, uh, gets a little older, has a new team, has to look to himself a lot more. He's not going to get gifted any more chances. And he was really, really good last year with Kane and Debrinket. And, you know, people say, well, that's the only reason he got his points. Well, there's a lot of players that could have played on that line and wouldn't have put up the points. So Dylan Strom, I know the Caps have been interested in the last few years, and they're hoping that he can step up. And at this point right now, I would say that the Capitals are slightly better than they were the year before. I'd say maybe even a lot better because you look at there's an upgrade in goal with Darcy Kemper because now you don't have you don't have all the question marks and I'm a big believer and when you have question marks and you're talking about the same thing especially like you or I on our shows 
and you're talking about the same thing over and over, and you're trying to find the positive, the blue sky and everything. Uh, well, it was one thing after another with Samson, Samsonov and Vanacek, and I was on your show how many times talking about that situation. Right, so right now, uh, I would say there's no one to blame anymore when you look at you know coaches could look at the net general manager can look at the net and you know say things privately to the press and whatever they want well there's no one to point fingers at anymore because you got a stanley cup champion and the other guy wasn't charlie lindgren he's one of those guys been on the radar of a lot of teams the last few years he was undefeated last year it's kind of it's kind of funny i think he only played five games in the nhl but he's a guy that everyone's talked about for years that would be a, a great goaltender if you can get him in a really good backup situation. So right now the Capitals don't have to deal with either of those young goaltenders that they had. It's sad that they had to ha- had to cut them loose. But I just look at they answer that question there, and as long as Darcy Kemper stays healthy. Uh, I remember when Kemper was in Arizona, he was the backbone of the team, and no one picked him apart. Well, all of a sudden he was at the Avalanche, and they say he's just an average goalie. But he did get the Stanley Cup win. He got the victory. And as I've said before with you, the backup's always better than the starter until he's the starter. And I think they've got a good thing going with Darcy Kemper right now. Total curveball for you to conclude here on the Caps. Johan Larson finished the year there. Um, We're hearing reports that he's going to go back to Sweden because he wants to play higher in the lineup uh, in the NHL. Played like 18 minutes a game for Arizona. Very serviceable, in my opinion, fourth-line center. Your thoughts on him? You know what? He's a guy, and nothing against him. He played in the regular season. I thought he played an adequate role. I thought he played with some hockey smarts. But to me, in the playoffs, and I know he came back off a of surgery as well. I believe it was a sports hernia surgery. Uh, he had a good year in Arizona, but sometimes, you know, your stats are a little bit pampered when you're on, when you're on a tough hockey team like Arizona. Um, but I, I w- I'm in the camp that I, I wasn't looking forward to him coming back with the Capitals because hmm. I saw that line as a detriment in the playoffs. They were on for the last three goals in, in the deciding game against Florida, and I just didn't think that his pace, uh, his level of play, was effective in a playoff uh, type of situation. So, you know, if he is going overseas, uh, he's, I don't know if it's the end of his NHL career, but if teams are offering him something, uh, he should probably take it over here so he continues to be in the National Hockey League. It's not like he's a spring chicken anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't think for the Capitals he, he was the right fit right now. All right, so they're going to have, if they don't uh, have Backstrom, who's got over 1,000 points in his NHL career and over 100 points in the playoffs, Kuznetsov would be the first-line center. Does that mean Strom's going to play? be the second-line center, Eller would be the third-line center, and Dowd would be the fourth-line center there? Yeah, that's how they'll go. And Kuznetsov last year, uh, he was phenomenal. He only had a couple of tough games, and I think it was during all the Russia, Russia-Ukrainian controversy that, if, that, the, that the Russians on the Caps, they all suffered a little bit, and you know they were all they, their minds were elsewhere. But I thought he was phenomenal all season long. His energy, his pace, he came to play, and he's the guy that you want to see all the time with the way he was playing. So there's no doubt in my mind he'll be the first-line center. Uh, he needs to be healthy, and, you know, Ovi and he were a dynamic, incredibly dynamic duo last year. So Strom, right now, he's probably going to get himself a really good right winger. It'll end up being Oshi or uh, Connor Brown. And I'd expect it to be Connor Brown in the lineup right now. And then Lars Eller will have better line mates because Lars Eller was the forgotten centerman last year. It seemed like he had two Hershey Bears on his line every night and had to do a lot of babysitting and it hampered his play. So I think with Lars right now, uh, he's probably ex- very excited right now that he's able to get some you know, quality NHL line mates. 
All great stuff. It was great seeing you under uh, difficult personal situations about a month ago, okay? Yeah, thank you, man. I'll see you again. You bet. That is Al May, longtime Washington Capitals broadcaster. We'll tell you that guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan and Chris that Oilers now sent you open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 to 10 p.m. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. We'll reconvene with Cam Moon, who is out at the Cure Cancer Golf Tournament with Glenn Anderson out at the Derrick. This is Oilers Now.